0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's use some of our skills to calculate our bets uh, for this NBA Friday, whether it comes to totals or sides. Let's start with the Mavs and the Hawks. We've got Dallas laying a short number here. Point half road favorites total of 242 and a half. Jenks, I don't think I ever like playing the Hawks, but... This line kind of is a red flag, is it not?
1: Yeah, it really is. I don't know what's going on here. Only a point and a half. Like, come, how do you how do you justify playing the hawks here? This just screams mass. What am I missing? Is there someone on the injury report for Dallas as Luca banged up? Only a point and a half. God, the Hawks have been awful since Trey Young left the lineup with a concussion. He's out indefinitely right now. Also, the Hawks are the worst covering team in the league. They're 4-16 and against the spread this season. They lost to the Kings by 15 after Trey Young left. Lost to the Warriors by 22. But they're only a point and a half dog at home. I have, I have no idea what's going on here. The Mavericks are the obvious play, but it's way too obvious.
0: Right. This is another word problem that the books are giving us. They're saying, okay, a terrible Atlanta Hawks team is Mm -hmm. getting two points the other team the Mavericks have an MVP candidate in Luka Doncic and I just looked I was like okay maybe the Mavericks played a back-to-back uh no they played on Wednesday so they have had some refs they did get blown out pretty badly against the Suns at home But the Suns certainly have more top-end potential. And I'll say that, you know, they have had back-to-back games against really tough opponents going against the Celtics and the Suns. Maybe there is some wear down uh, that is being built into the line here. But also, we're seeing line movement. This one started at one. Now it's up to two in some spots. So clearly, some people are taking the bait. So I think the final verdict for me is that This line looks way too fishy for me to want to bet on it. I know there's been some drama with Luka Doncic going on with his uh, post-game press conference. I think he called out a reporter. Like I don't know how this factors into the game, just maybe the fact that he is not in a great mood. But still, I feel like when a line doesn't make sense, you either take the side that doesn't make sense or you don't play it at all.
1: Yeah, and the... The problem here is if you're taking the other side you're taking the Hawks. You know, so it's yeah. it's you're totally right which is this doesn't make sense. I need to look at the other side, but the other side is the worst one of the worst teams in basketball. So how do you how do you justify oh I got to go with the other side here? I think you just stay away.
0: Yeah, that's not one for me. I will be skipping this word problem and going back to it at the end of the ACTs. All right, on to the Suns and the Pacers. We've got Phoenix laying four and a half total of 243 and a half. The Pacers just played last night, I believe. So you've got the Pacers on the back end of a back-to-back. Just beat the Sixers yesterday 134 to 122, despite not having Tyrese Halliburton in the lineup. We have stayed away from the Suns on the show. Feels like we never know what we're going to get from them, but the Suns have been really good as of late. So, James, are you finally buying into the Suns?
1: Yes, I am. Finally, it's time. Now, early on, oh God, they were such a grind, but you just can't deny that they're playing so much better right now. They're healthy. And this is just a bad spot for the Pacers. Yes, Tyrese Halliburton is out. They got a great performance from Pascal Siakam last night, but I think the Pacers are going to be tired. To me, that's the most important factor here. This is their second game in as many nights, third game in four nights, and on no rest this season. The Pacers are 1 and 7. That is the worst mark in the NBA. So, with as well as the Suns are playing and a Pacers team bad in this spot without their best player, I think the the numbers low. I like Phoenix a lot in this one
0: all right i'm getting the number two pencil i am coloring in the bubble that is a Ah. and i am taking the sun's minus four and a half do you remember those type of tests surely they don't have those anymore right the ones where you had to use a number two pencil they're like oh 0.7 lead get that out of here you can't be using that kind of pencil do you remember these tests
1: yes i remember going up and using a pencil sharpener that's how old i am you know you walk up (sighs) That's a great sound for radio. You guys enjoy that on your mooring commute. And you know, the best part was when there was a test being taken and it's all quiet and you're like, "Uh, I got to go shower my pencil. So it's all quiet. (laughs) And you just go back to your seat. Oh yeah, I remember those. And what was the saying back then? When in doubt, choose C. You just go C. every, if you don't know, just go with C. And you know what? That worked a lot.
0: I feel like I went to the pencil sharpener kind of like a self timeout. When you don't know the answer to something, you're like, all right, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to go sharpen my pencil. That or if you want to like go check out what other people are doing. Like I wasn't somebody who looked off of other people's papers, but I don't know if you just need a a break to go stretch your legs. You're like, all right. It's like the equivalent of a smoke break for sixth graders. You're like, all right, I'm going to go sharpen my pencil.
1: (laughs) There you go. Let's bring those back. I'd love to see a sixth grader be like, oh, let me go smoke real quick. Then I'll come back and try this logic problem again. Have you ever seen the movie Summer School? This is probably not. No. This is an '80s movie. I love that movie, and I think they're trying to remake it. Anyway, long story short, Mark Harmon is in it. Kirstie Alley is in it, and the two other characters are Chainsaw and Dave, and they're just these these dumb guys who like to recreate horror movies. And they're so they go to summer school, obviously. But at the end of one of these tests, which was a, such an '80s thing, like always choose C, and time is running out. And I forget. I think it's Dave just was not even close to finishing his test. And so in the last 30 seconds before time is up, he's going C, 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 and just going down C every single time. And that was just such, that was such an eighties thing, but yeah, we used to take those tests. I feel like on the regular.
0: Oh yeah. I haven't even seen that movie, but I've definitely heard just it went in doubt to see. So that's definitely a thing. And maybe it's from that movie. All right, so let's go further down the Scantron. Uh, Let's go to the Clippers and the Raptors. We've got the Clip Show laying 7.5, Toronto uh, obviously getting 7.5, and And total of 233.5. The Clippers have been mighty good out west as well, Uh, but are you laying the 7.5 here against a Raptors team that's pretty depleted after trading away most of their best pieces?
1: Yeah, let's lay it with the Clips, baby. Who is playing better basketball than the Clippers right now? I'm not even kidding. They've won 20 of their last 24 games. I mean, they have really put it together. They're also 4-1 in their last five against the spread. The Raptors, obviously, sellers at the trade deadline. Toronto, 1-4 in its last five games against the number. I feel like a square. I'm taking all the favorites, but you can make a strong case for the favorites, at least on our card today. So, I'll add a a 7.5 with the clip joint.
0: Yeah, when in doubt, choose C or the favorites. Maybe we will do a favorites parlay. Uh, But it feels to me that this is maybe one of the last times that you can uh, bet on the Clippers with all of your faith. Because this starts, I think, a seven-game road trip for the Clippers. I think there's something going on at the Staples Center or whatever they're calling it. Is it the Grammys? It's something like that to where they have to play all these road games. So if you like the Clippers, you like how they're playing, this might be one of your last opportunities to get them in a good spot before they go on this massive road trip. Again, this is a road game, but at least the start of it. Maybe the legs aren't quite as tired from all of that travel. All right, so we've got a couple other games on the slate tonight. We've got Cavs, Bucks, Thunder, Pelicans. Jenks, do you like either of these? A, B, or C, none of the above.
1: See, see, see. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. I, I I like the Thunder. I need to have a dog here. Thunder getting two and a half points in New Orleans against the Pels. Thunder plus 115 on the money line. I don't mind that either. I mean, the Thunder are always a good play, right? Mm-hmm. They're the best team in basketball at covering the spread. They're also, as a dog, on the road this season, 7 3 and 1. That is the best mark in the NBA. So if you play the Thunder on a regular basis, and I would never say autoplay, but it's as close to an autoplay as you can get in the NBA because they just keep co- I I really believe, and I know this switches throughout the year, but by the end of the year, the Thunder will remain near the top of the list as far as teams that cover. They're just perpetually undervalued.
0: Yeah, you can't choose all favorites. You can't choose all C's. You got to throw it off. I'm like, all right, we're going A here. So I think this is the one dog on the slate that does look like it could be barking. Of course, a very short dog as this line has gone down to one and a half. Maybe the sabotage factor is that the Pelicans last time around really dominated the rebounding category, had 58 rebounds to 49 in a 110-106 win Uh, In Oklahoma City. So maybe it's a bad matchup for Oklahoma City, but still, this is one of the better teams in the NBA. SGA always live to score 30-plus points. Chad Holmgren's playing really well. So I'd be with you there. I would be taking the underdog. So, Jenks, to wrap it up, our conversation Mm -hmm. on standardized testing, were you a good test taker?
1: Yeah, I was. I mean, I was just – I was very much – I was very studious. Like I was very education based. So, and you can still be really smart or intelligent and just not do well under the pressure of taking a test. So both things can be true there, but yeah, I never had problems with tests or anything like that. I was always up for the challenge. I kind of looked at it like, all right, let's see how well I can do here. Were you a good test taker or did you fold under the bright lights?
0: Oh no, I was great at test taking. I always kind of did a side eye to people who were like, yeah I'm smart I'm just not good at tests like maybe there are some rare cases but like the pressure of like you know sixth grade like an AP test or whatever is it that much pressure or are you just not that smart I don't know probably why I wasn't voted Miss Congeniality you know in high school but I digress